there's a force at work here. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to a special presentation of Anime Club After Dark. I'm your host, Alex, but you can call me Senpai, and joining me tonight, I just have our chivalry of Shota's Shotaro. I'm a bad bitch, no muzzle. Oh, don't I know it. Um, and tonight, we are going to be doing our third episode review of the 2019 spring anime, Seta Zanmai. So, let's get right into it. Um, with you, Sho, who has a um, a language lesson for us. Yes, okay, everyone take out your notebooks, because I'm about to drop a knowledge bomb. No, uh, I just wanted to uh, point out a little thing. They do a uh, card where it says Kaiso, and um, it's like, would you like to choose? flashback or seaweed which um the joke is that kaiso means is a homonym for um flashback and seaweed in japanese um so i thought that was interesting and also it is quite funny because <laughs> i just like the format it's like press o for seaweed and press x for flashback um <laughs> i i did enjoy that uh joke uh, and it's kind of apropos to what the episode is kind of about, um, because seaweed? this episode, well, not well, not seaweed, no, <laughs> but um, flashbacks and like hearkening back to the good old days, um, because part of the whole story of this episode turns out being into uh, looking back on his friendship with Kazuki and. Kazuki, so they're part of like a, the soccer club at their school, but Kazuki wants to wanted to quit doing the soccer club, and I guess it's how they it's kind of implied that's how they met and became really good friends. Um, so a lot, some of this, a big portion of this episode is about into kind of looking back at that and kind of wishing Kazuki would come back and join the soccer club with him. But they are so cute together. <laughs> when they do their golden duo pose. <laughs> golden God! duo. So cute. Like, I don't even know what they're posing as. Like, do you understand that pose? Uh, no. I, I, I kind of tried to look at it as something maybe from actual professional soccer or something. But I can't. I, I tried to find something, but I couldn't. I'm like, maybe they're mimicking Japanese, like, hiragana with their bodies maybe, maybe they're mimicking kappa i don't know but uh it's cute listen uh, yeah. i like robot poses honey <laughs> and this show is full of robot posing and that is they are mm-hmm, 100 emoji for that pose <laughs> oh man uh yeah i i just thought it, w- it was interesting because that's that whole kaiso uh like flashback portion seems to be very uh very apropos to what this episode is about um and as Enta's like having these sort of flashbacks or at least uh reminiscing about these times that he had with Kazuki he starts having these fucking hallucinations of Kazuki like coming to him and just saying yeah everything's exactly the way you want it to be yeah, we talked about the realism pendulum in the last episode, and uh, it's swinging it's back, swinging again this time with the hallucinations. <laughs> it's just it's 
it's on a rope that keeps getting longer and longer and longer. And it's eventually just going to be swinging around that realism pendulum. Are we talking about a pendulum or something else? Maybe. Wink Both. emoji. Oh. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, the, the hallucinations are quite detailed as far as hallucinations go. Um, one of the... One of the hallucinations that he has is of um, Kazuhi coming to him, and he's has this old uh, misanga, which uh, I kind of want to talk about in a moment, the whole significance of that uh, as it relates to soccer. Um, but he has this misanga that was he gave to Kazuhi, uh, and then he gave it back when he quit the, uh, the soccer club. And... He's trying to give it, he wants to give it back to Kazuki so that he'll join the soccer club back again. And he has this hallucination Wait, where he didn't what? give it back, he just took it off. No, he, no, threw, he, he threw it well, out, yeah, yeah, okay. Just that's, that's I just I, wanted to be clear. And then, he's, meant, and then but... Enta's trying to give him a new one. Well, yeah, it's kind of it's... relevant because then, like, anyways, you continue, yeah, yeah. I, I got it slightly confused, I'm kind of jumping ahead a little too far, but um, um. But one of the hallucinations has Kazuki running to Inta and like in like a soccer looking overcoat thing. Uh, and he's like, yeah, I'll, I'll join the soccer club again. And yeah, we're, we're, we're golden duo and let's do this. And then he puts the, uh, the, the Masanga on around his ankle and all of a sudden the hallucination ends and it's Inta's sister. <laughs> and like, <laughs> and he what? Put, God. Did he put the Masanga on her ankle? That makes no sense because, like, there's no way you could hallucinate to put a Masanga on your sister. Like, really? Like, okay, that just, this not, like, believable in any way, shape, or form. Like, <laughs> it's funny, but <laughs> it's funny because it makes no sense. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is. Like, it's one of those things where the hallucination is over. It's like, what the fuck? Yeah. What the fuck is wrong with you, Inta? Like, it's bad enough that you go around sexually harassing and, and you know, abusing people. But this, you need help. I love how during the hallucinations, um, there's, like, this musical score of, like, someone singing, like, opera. High yeah, pitch. like, it's very hopeful. Like, yeah. I, like, it's so... <laughs> it's very obvious that it's a hallucination. Because, like, Kazuki is like, I will do whatever you want, Inta. Whatever you desire. I will be here for you. And then the music is like, happiness, happiness. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, you're going to make me happy. Oh my God. <laughs> it's a very, it's like very over the top, but it's very funny. Oh, it was extremely over the top. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um, and, and he has other hallucinations too, but um, one of the things I definitely want to talk about is the the uh, Kaba zombie for this particular episode that ends up getting fought happens to be the boyfriend of Enta's sister, um, which is somewhat relevant. And I also thought it was funny, you, you talked about the whole language like pun thing earlier. Um, one of the things that this boyfriend does is he is a fisherman and he tries to catch what uh, a type of fish called a kisu fish um and kisu sounds a lot like the english word for kiss well actually and... they're 
their exact homonyms in Japanese because that's how they pronounce kiss. That's true. That's how they pronounce the word kiss and kisu. Um, and so I just I thought that was an interesting uh, like I don't know what you would call that uh, a linkage uh, because seeing what happened after at the very end of the last episode where Enta kisses Kazuki and all of a sudden it's like this is boyfriend that goes and catches Kisu and I it just it was a really interesting pun to me well yeah obviously like the the fact that the boyfriend is um is a Kisu uh merchant whatever like i have merchant yeah he's he's a fisherman and he sells the stuff that he yeah catches. like like that's really surreal because like oh you only introduce him when we're talking about kisses and then the idol is like you have to take a picture with the kiss I'm yeah. like okay yeah, that's all very convenient in so much that like it's um it's almost like there's a force at work here oh my god <laughs> no the force is this fucking drug-induced director being like whatever the i'm just gonna have like no editors and just be like i want to have this happen but no it was um you know that's just part of the show that's just what the show is about it is i mean it it, it does seem like a really convenient thing to happen though all this stuff about that sounds or is about kissing after into sexually abuses Kazuki. Oh my god. So, <laughs> um, I mean, the um, idol selfies have always been convenient, right? Like the first episode was a box. True. And that was the center of the of the whole um, plot of that episode, and then the second episode was a cat, and then we get a cat related secret. So, you know, it's always been pretty pretty convenient. Yeah, but that's part of the that's part of the like stupidity of it all. Yeah, um, and that also plays into the secret that's revealed in this episode after the uh, whole. And by the way, I want to point out that we got another police uh, dance, um, which was very similar to the first one. It wasn't it exactly the same. Uh, pretty much. I think a couple of the lyrics changed slightly. Oh, oh you mean because like, they're doing... Um, what what would they do? They're doing Kisu now. Yeah. Right? Okay. Yeah. Um, so the lyrics did change slightly. The dance is pretty much the same. Um, and then, it's of course, dance, we get... Though, honey. It is a good dance, yes. Don't fix it if it ain't broke. Good... Uh, and then, of course, we get another Kappa dance during the uh, Kappa zombie sequence um so i have a theory i have a theory that these keep being very animated it's basically reusing animation is what it is um i am assuming this is being done as a cost-cutting measure no because they do i mean even in the second episode they abridged the extraction scene that is true they did and i don't feel like they're stretching any of the episodes out for filler i feel like the pace i feel like they're trying to fit in as much um content as they possibly can in 24 minutes i don't feel like there's any real filler so i think that's just like the um the that's just like an element that the director wanted in the plot is was a um uh i mean and that's like an element you see recurring in a lot of anime just like transformation sequences being repeated over and over so i think oh, that's yeah. i don't think it was a, a cost it was just like a element of the plot that the director wanted in there 
maybe. My a lot, my point for bringing that up was I tend to frown upon productions that very blatantly reuse animation over and over again. But in this particular case, I'm not that disappointed by it. Cause it's Mostly so because good. it's very well done. Yeah. Okay, the only part that I don't... like, I enjoy the police dance. I enjoy the leaking scene. I do... Um, as what a shit. stupid name. Oh my god. It's so funny. It's so funny. It's basically saying your ass is leaking. Is that not what it's saying? It's, it's visually, that's what it looks like. I mean, when they pull out these... I can't... I fucking... <laughs> can't it anymore. She keep... Whatever. Shakira's. The Shakira's? Shiriko oh, oh, oh. Damas. When they pull them Honey, out, they're like they're dripping lie. with ash juice. Mmm, delicious. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what were we talking about? The how the animations are reused in oh, 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 okay, dance yeah. sequences. I, yeah, so I also, as disturbing as it is, I don't mind the extraction scene, but the zombie fighting scene I don't find particularly interesting to watch. So that's the only That's usually one. over pretty quickly. Yeah, it's the only one that I'm not so hot on. But the other is like, honey, yeah. I could watch that on repeat 24-7, girl. <laughs> <laughs> it looks uh, good. But the uh, the whole secret that we were that was revealed this time was the fact that Inta really, really likes Kazuki. Honey, was that a secret? Uh, well, it was a secret to Kazuki, apparently. Oh, my God, honey, lick that recorder. Oh, honey. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny, too. Like, you saw that, and it's like, all right, he's going for the indirect kiss, I know, but please don't rub your tongue all over this recorder. Please. Please don't be that <laughs> hey, desperate. You could have had a, they should have done another Monogatari callback and just, like, Dude, use had a, a recorder scene. <laughs> no, they should use a toothbrush. They should just have him lick a toothbrush or something. Oh, I don't know. Oh, my God. I'm sure he would if he had access to a toothbrush. He probably would. Uh, so it was so awkward when he just, like, pressed his lips gently against the recorder, and he was like, he just had a moment, just just a moment there. Can I ask you, uh, like, a, this is a genuine question. Uh-huh. Feel free to not answer it because it's oh, kind of personal. My. Have you ever crushed that hard on someone? Where I would steal their stuff and like and like make rub out it with on them? myself? No, yes. I have more dignity, honey. <laughs> I'm not that gay <laughs> or desperate. It kind of reeks of desperation, doesn't it? No, it's well to me. It's not desperate. It's just like he's like a gaby. You know, he's a baby. Small. He's a, a gay baby. He doesn't know what's going on. He's like, I have all this, uh, all these feels and no way to express them, and I don't know what to do with it. So I'm gonna lick his recorder. It's fair enough. I can just honestly say I've never. I've never crushed this hard on someone before. I thought I got to take one of their musical instruments and lick it. I mean, I would with their consent. <laughs> honey, no, no shaming on like instrument. Consent. I mean, no, I'm not. It's not like a king shame or anything, but like, it's gotta be like consensual. I know that's really weird to say. Can I c- getting consent to lick a recorder? But <laughs> can I blow your trumpet? Can I blow your trumpet, boy? <laughs> oh God! <laughs> but. And then, so this secret is revealed, and then there's another like hallucination sequence where um, Inta is like confessing okay. to Kazuki. So and that was a little weird. Why? 
<laughs> because again, I I real I think I realized about halfway through that confession that it has to be that the hallucination because Kazuki is going along with everything way too easily. Yeah. So like. As soon as Kazuki started speaking, I knew it was a hallucination. But before that, I didn't know uh, it was a hallucination. Uh, and the thing is, like, when did the hallucination start? And did he... You didn't think he actually said anything to Kazuki about it, did he? No. Oh, my God. So, like, the thing... Uh, okay. <laughs> the thing that I was scared of when I throughout this entire episode about Enta liking Kazuki, is that in anime, there's a lot of... It's a trope that when the best, the gay best friend likes the main character and confesses to them, the main character just ignores them and just pretends it, it, it didn't happen. And I was afraid that was going to happen. So as soon as the uh, they got transformed back into humans after being Kappa and... Um, Enta was like went out of his way it's like don't ignore me I like you I was like thank god that you um, didn't leave it vague and then it turned out to be a hallucination I'm like what the fuck I was like you bitch and then so he didn't actually confess to him so it actually is the trope that Kazuki is just gonna ignore it it's, he ignores it because it never happened no but Kazuki saw in the leaking that he kissed, that Enta kissed him. So Kazuki knows that Enta kissed him, but he's just choosing to ignore it. Yeah. He he doesn't, like, he doesn't confront Enta about it. And, like, in the hallucination, Kazuki told Enta it was because the soccer team dared you to do it. So I don't know if that's what Kazuki is pretending to think in real life. Like, Kazuki just doesn't care. He just doesn't want to follow up. Or maybe it's what Enta thinks he might think about. Oh, you know, that makes more sense. And it gives me more peace of mind because I don't... (laughs) Because I hate that this, trope. This, this happened. This, I mean, obviously that he saw... He had to have seen the secret during the whole leaking scene. Um, yeah. So maybe he's choosing to ignore or maybe he's like, I need some time to process this. Which I just so pisses me off so much it literally pisses me off so much and it's the same thing with like straight romances in anime like the girl or the guy confesses to the opposite sex and then the one who's confessed to is like what i didn't hear you i can't hear you what did she say i don't know what's going on i don't have a brain this is real right now mm -hmm. we're hearing we're hearing girl show and when have you not heard girl show? Well, <laughs> when have you heard when have you heard male show? That's exactly. a good question. Um, <laughs> anyways, <laughs> I lost my train of thought. Yeah, I, I can I can see your frustration. It's basically the same trope, just portrayed in a different way. Yeah. Um, and something about the end card makes me think that this might be just literally the trope because oh, the end card says my. I want to connect, but it's not meant to be. God, when that end card popped up, I literally like got feels. Cause I'm like, no, I was so angry. I was like, ah, so angry. I'm like, this is so sad. I also like related to it. I related to that feeling of, I want to connect, but it's not meant to be like in a high school setting. 
Like I can, I feel like I felt that feeling, um, specifically that, um, Enta is feeling and I don't want to relive that girl. This is fucking fiction. <laughs> give me a fucking happy ending. I mean, don't give me my fucking life. <laughs> I mean, I, I feel like there's a lot of people out there that can relate to that though. I mean, myself included, like when I was in high school and even in college, there were people that I had feelings for. And it's like, I found out after I developed these feelings, it's like, it's not going to happen. I'm like, oh, and it's a shitty feeling. Yeah. And it's even more particular because like, like particularly that, like you, like the person who's cr- who like me and Enta, Get it out. <laughs> I've, I'm trying to, I'm trying to word it like not just broadly, like I want to connect, but, and it's not meant to me, but specifically, being gay and then the other person not really you know addressing it or being straight was just like not i don't know you know it's just like a very particularly gay thing i suppose yeah i not like i'm not saying i'm not saying i guess yeah go ahead go ahead no go ahead (laughs) (laughs) i'm not saying i'm not saying the feeling of not connect or not being meant to be is a particularly gay thing. I'm just saying that the feeling that Enter is feeling, I relate to particularly on a gay level. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean, I, that's uh, kind of what I was going to say. It's like, I, I feel like there's probably a lot of people who happen to be homosexual who may end up developing like a crush on someone who is heterosexual. And it's... It's never, no matter how much you want it to happen, it's never going to happen. I'm not necessarily saying that Kazuki may or may not be heterosexual, although it, it seems like he may be heterosexual. I don't know. I'm still convinced that he has a thing for his little brother. But <laughs> Oh, my God. We're over that. <laughs> Anyways. I don't know. I just think it's something that, that, that people, not necessarily just gay people, but people in general can relate to having that unrequited love. Well, I experienced it particularly gaily. Yeah. So I don't know how you experienced it. Anyways, um, yeah, that that one title card brought me back like how long has it been? Okay, brought me back like ten years. <laughs> don't don't give away your age too readily. Oh Whatever. It brought me back like whoa, flashback, and not a good flashback, a bad Kaiso. I chose the seaweed. Bad Kaiso. I chose the seaweed, chose but the I still seaweed. got the. I chose the seaweed, but I still got the flashback. Fucking and wrap, ripped off. Uh, wrapping up with the post credit scene that we got for this episode, I think it kind of uh, it kind of opened our eyes to something about what was happening in the previous episode. Um, first off, I do want to talk about the significance of the mis- uh, the Misanga, the uh, little bracelet thing that Inta wanted to give uh, Kazuki. Uh, it turns out that Inta and Haruka are are talking during this episode together and Haruka ends up giving into the Misanga that Inta had originally given Kazuki and Kazuki had just thrown it away, but Haruka pulled it out of the trash can and was just keeping it, which is very sweet. Actually, um, very sweet little Girl, brother thing to do um, in my depressive state after that rejection. When I got that, when I saw that post credit scene and the little brother, gave the misanga back to enter i was like there's a light at the end of the tunnel there's a light <laughs> um, in the darkness that is my life 
I do briefly want to talk about the significance of the Masanga. So Masanga is Portuguese for bead. Um, and it's a lot, a lot of friendship bracelets are made with beads. Um, and in Brazilian soccer in particular, um, something that's done at uh, sort of, a, I guess, the equivalent of a minor league level in, uh, in soccer in Brazil is uh, soccer players on the same team who work really well together will make these Masanga bracelets uh, for each other. And they, I, I don't think they typically wear them on their ankles as it's shown in the anime. Uh, I think they typically wear them on their wrist, but it's the same type of thing. They're given to players who respect each other greatly um, and work really well together on the same team. I need their uh, batting for the same team, girl. <laughs> but something else that this this post credit scene uh, revealed is that uh, this like bench that Inta and Haruka are sitting on talking is actually at a hospital and you see like I guess who was supposed to be like a nurse or something come up with a wheelchair and uh, that's you see the last part of the scene is Haruka being wheeled away by Inta in a wheelchair so it kind of leaves you with the sense of like what the fuck is actually happening but then at the same time you think well if Haruka is going through some kind of medical issue uh that could explain why kazuhi goes so far for his little brother fucking plot twist left and right this show likes to drop bombs like i'm not gonna make the joke right in the last 60 seconds of the show oh my after post credits (laughs) post credits (laughs) stay after those credits bitch um no uh for me when i saw that scene i interpreted as uh haruka being terminally ill so that's why I was thinking that too. That's why uh what's his name? Kazuki is going so out of his way to make his brother happy because his brother is going to die allegedly. Um yeah, so that it all made sense. All of the like it didn't really make sense why Kazuki was being such a fucking psycho bitch just to make yeah. his brother happy. Like it's not because he's in love with his brother allegedly. Um, probably not though probably not you know it makes more sense that he's trying to uh make his brother happy before he dies and uh you know that that would make a lot more big knowledge bomb and i just i just took it in and And again like just like last time it keeps you wanting for the next episode girl that is such a good table flip moment honey it is i flipped that table so hard as is this, thank you all there for dropping in to listen to this. We hope you enjoy it because we always enjoy bringing this to you. If you want to check out previous episodes of the podcast, we are on YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes, and now Spotify. If you want to keep up what we're doing and have some more fun, you can join us on Discord, on Facebook, on Twitch, uh, visit our website, and you can visit us now on Twitter. If you have any questions, comments, concerns on this episode, or any kind of ideas you want to shoot our way, feel free to shoot us an email. Links to all these things I mentioned will be down below in the description. As always, I have been your host, Alex, and I will see you next time. Second night show. I'm not a frog, Keto. Aren't you, Keto? <laughs> no. Keto. <laughs> I'm not a fan of the 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 fan of